Good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing amazing, and I am sending all of my prayers and well wishes to you, your family, your friends, and everybody you love, wishing you all of the best. We have an absolutely exceptional episode of the show for you today. We have Dr. Mike Van Thielen on, and we are talking about unleashing your superpower with the IZOD method. This is a phenomenal episode if you love peak performance. So we talk about the uh, the IZOD method, uh, why you need a team, getting in the zone on demand, tools for finding your superpower, meditation and sport, the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, imposter syndrome, overcoming failure, balancing flow hormones, accountability being the key, the Pomodoro uh, technique, brain tap, brain dump, um, a phenomenal morning routines and so much more this is a phenomenal episode i know you're going to enjoy it and if you do please share it far and wide please take a moment to leave a review in itunes and consider becoming a member at mattbelair.com to get access to amazing exclusive content from myself and past guests this includes training meditations breath work and all kinds of great stuff including the soul compass program that is designed to help you find your life path your life purpose quickly and easily and there are also some peak performance lessons in and mindset lessons in there as well so you get all of that inside the membership portal you can access it by donation give provide whatever you'd like or you can get it for free if you cannot provide a donation or you just don't want to that's also square too you don't need to tell me that and uh, i'll give you a link but if you want to support the show that is the best way to do it and i very much appreciate it i very much appreciate everybody who's left a review who's become a member and has supported this show in the past and present and future so thank you very much uh the best way to support this show as always is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world um do the three kind acts don't tell anyone and go out of your way to do them and that's it let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we get into this show wherever you are in the world to stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, empowerment, courage, faith, optimism, energy, and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with Dr. Mike Van Thielen. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is the medical director at Clary Gen Z Health. He is also a treating physician for Boston Neuro Pain and Psych Centers, helping tens of thousands of patients with chronic pain and mental health conditions. He has over three decades of experience in optimal health, regenerative medicine, sports performance, and biohacking. He is the author of the new book, The IZOD Method, Unleash Your Superpower. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mike Van Thielen. Thanks for having me, Matthew. I'm so excited to dive in, man. You have a uh, vast background. I don't think I pronounce Clary Gen Z health. It was Clary Gens, right? All the medical stuff, it messes me up. Clary Gen Z. It does a little better, does it? There we go. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue a lot better. Thanks for that clarification. You know, this is just a short bio. Your your bio is actually very impressive. You have sports performance, you have biohacking, you have health, you have everything under the sun. You've written a new book and and you're a best-selling author of some other ones. So why don't you just catch the audience up to speed for those who are getting to know you right now? 
Um, well, you know, most of your listeners probably, uh, you know, hear an accent. They probably can't uh, pinpoint where it's from, though. But uh, I grew up in Belgium, in Europe. Um, you know, uh, single home family. Um, my mom made ends meet, uh, got into swimming at age eight. And the reason for that basically was because I was the fastest runner in school. I was on a soccer team, basketball team, but a good friend of mine, um, you know, beat me in swimming because he was part of the local swim team and I was a sore loser. So my solution was to also join the swim team. And that's when I found my passion for swimming, a uh, very competitive uh, fast forwards, so I went to the University of Brussels, I did physical, physical education and physical therapy at the university and ended up traveling with the Belgian Olympic swimmers in preparation for the Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996. At the time, they were short of physical therapists in the United States, so I got recruited to the United States. I was only in my 20s, so I said, hey, why not? So I saved $400, packed a backpack and uh, put my jeans on and came over here to live the American dream. Uh, needless to say, uh, without a mentor and without any business experience, I got knocked down pretty bad a few times. So my motto quickly became, I never lose, I win or I learn. And so fast forward another few decades, uh, here I am. Uh, you know, I went back to, I came in as a physical therapist, went back to school, got my uh, license in acupuncture, doctor of oriental medicine, board certified in Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, et cetera. After treating almost a thousand papers with uh, patients with those modalities, I got a little bit frustrated because even though those quote-unquote alternative practices are less invasive than conventional medicine, meaning drugs and surgeries, I didn't really get long-lasting results either. So I had to go back to basics. So I decided to get my PhD in holistic nutrition and look at mother nature to find the truths about health. And since I've done that, I became very confident and comfortable treating anybody with any type of any type of diagnosis or disease, helping them regain control of their health. Then I went into anti-aging medicine. From that moment uh, after that, I went into, into regenerative medicine. I became the CEO of a stem cell company from 2015 till COVID started, and then we were deemed non-essential. <laughs> And then during COVID, I just had to do a little bit of uh, soul searching myself, figuring out what my purpose in life was. And that's when I got into biohacking, which is upgrading body, minds, and life. And so today I'm regarded an expert in biohacking. I'm a mentor and a coach. So I help people, you know, find their purpose in life, upgrade their life, biohacking, biohack their body and their minds and uh, help them with their health, with their business, or their personal life. Holy smokes. Well, that's a, quite an impressive resume and wrap-up. You know, I think you, you shared it succinctly, and it was still a lot to go through. So that's a very impressive resume, and there's a lot we could dive into. So I'd love to just start with your book, The Izod Method, Unleash Your Superpower, because I think that encompasses where you are right now and, and what our audience would be uh, really um, interested in, right? Like refocusing, finding our life purpose, you know, optimizing our life, uh, optimizing our health. So you're an expert in all these things. So maybe you can talk about the inspiration for the book and how we can just start diving in. Yeah, I was, I was working on another book about, uh, you know, protein paradox and because I always, you know, was mostly focused on the physical aspect of health. Uh, obviously, as an athlete and swimming a world record in my age group in 2019, 
you know, I also was aware of the strength, of course, of the mind, the mind controlling the body, the mind, um, you know, being, uh, you know, the guide to success, basically, right? Belief systems and those types of things we can dive into. But during COVID, a friend, colleague of mine asked me to help out doing screening calls for medical marijuana. So I started talking to lots of people, hundreds and hundreds, and uh, most of them had, you know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, uncertainty, worry, fear, and you name it. And I was surprised about the amount of people that suffer with these, you know, let's say mental conditions. And so even though we all know there's drugs out there and there's therapies out there, talking to them, I really figured out there's a lot more to it. And so you know, with most of them, I think after talking to them, the underlying cause of those uh, conditions is a lack of purpose in life or having no purpose in life. So just imagine that you live day to day, you go to work, your boss, you know, uh, you know, gives you that extra work, you're bombarded with 14,000 digital messages each and every day, and our brain has no way to organize that chaos. Then you come home, you got to bring the kids to soccer, you got to do something for your partner. And this it's this constant go, 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 uh, being uncertain about what tomorrow brings, uh, uncertain about your finances, uncertain about next week, next month, next year. So if you can imagine that situation, which is most situation for most people, uh, of course, you're going to be uncertain. Of course, you're going to be worrying. And that, that, that starts translating into anxiety, depression, and those types of things. So I figured I needed to change the topic of my book and start really to come up with a method uh, to help people regain control of their life, not just their health, but their life. So the ISOP method basically stands for in the zone on demand. And we can talk about in the zone a little bit more later because we all know uh, being in the zone, mostly from athletes, but being in the zone and bringing your A game and being focused and being productive and upgrading your body and your mind, anybody, that's for anybody. You can master this method and anybody can bring their A game no matter what you do, whether you're an entrepreneur, a performer, an, art, an artist, or John Doe that just wants to perform at his or her highest potential, you know, uh, mastering this method that I developed uh, will put you in that state. So there's basically three distinctive phases. And number one is the foundation is I'll people identify or confirm their purpose in life. Because as you know, Matt, when, when we're born, we're, we're immediately, you know, steered in a certain direction. We got to go to school. Then we're supposed to go to college. And after we graduate college, we got to work for somebody till we're 65. And then hopefully, you know, we can afford an RV and, and you know, uh, you know, live our golden years, which usually never happens, right? Or we have our parents and our teachers that uh, push us in a certain direction, because if dad's a lawyer, he probably wants you to go to law school. If, if mom's a doctor, he probably wants you to go to med school, but nobody's asking what you want to do, right? So first thing I do is I talk to people. I do some exercises with people. And usually within a few minutes or an hour, we already, you know, uh, refined or found that passion, the things that, you know, ignite fire in people's stomach. And so usually it's not hard to find what their passions are. Uh, but then there's the first objection, right? Well, you're right, Dr. Mike, that's my passion. That's my fire. But I got a family now. I got a job. I got to pay the bills. 
And so that's their first objection is uh, I can't change it right now. And of course you can, because then I say, okay, I'm not asking you to drop your job or stop paying your bills. I'm asking you to, you know, schedule a call with me because we're going to go over your day and we're going to see where you're wasting your time. And my goal is to free up one hour every day where we can work on your passion and on your purpose and on your dreams and on your goals. And then we will slowly transition into that purpose. So that's kind of step number two is laying that foundation because without that passion, without that fire, you know, you're never going to perform at your highest potential. There's got to be this foundation. And many times I ask people because some people think they're they're, they're already living their purpose. So I simply ask them, when you get up in the morning, are you thinking to yourself, huh, I got to get up, I got to go to work, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to go to the gym? Or are you getting up and thinking to yourself, I get to get up, I get to get to work, I get to get this done, I get to get that done, I get to go to the gym. And so that kind of already tells you immediately whether or not you're living your dream and your passion and your purpose right now or not. And if not, I do exercises with them and uh, figure out what that passion is. Then the next step is we need to regain control of our life because our life controls us, right? We're just going into this red race. So we need to start getting in control of our agenda, of our calendar. Uh, you know, we need to get in control of our social media, uh, we need to implement tips and strategies, uh, and we customize those based on what the problems are to optimize focus and productivity, eliminate distractions, and get back on track. Uh, so that's step number one, purpose and control. Step number two is pretty easy, and people know they should do it, but they don't, is we need to make a plan and a strategy. Once we know our goals and our dreams, you know, we need to make a plan. And the plan has to be simple. It's not the details. It's not... Um, the how-tos, it's the what. What are your goals? What are your dreams? Uh, who do you want to be? And so the details and the how-tos fall in place as we move on. And part of that step number two, the plan and the strategy, Matt, is, um, is surrounding yourself, not just with like-minded people, but with what I call a team of experts. And they don't have to be billionaires or millionaires or professors it could be a family member. It could be a secretary. And what I mean with that is we need to identify the people that we need on our team to reach our highest potential because nobody can reach their highest potential by themselves. Because many times we've been told in the past, you got to identify your weaknesses and work on them. And that's totally uh, wrong. In my opinion, we need to identify our strengths and continue to work on those. Meanwhile, Yes, we need to identify our weaknesses too, but don't work on them. We need, to, I, we need to surround ourselves with people that are strong where we are weak. That's how we build our team. So many times I compare to sports because that's where I come from, but it's like the 110 meter, meter hurdles at the Olympic Games for men or the 100 for women. They all have a team. They got a, they got a coach. They got a nutritionist. They probably got a mental coach. They got the family to support them. They got this whole team they surround themselves with. And then they set a goal, right? I want to break a world record at the Olympic Games. And then there's these hurdles to take. But those hurdles now are going to be attacked. They're not going to be obstacles anymore. They're going to be opportunities. They're going to be an incremental step closer to that finish line. They know exactly where the finish line is. They know, they know the steps to take. They're surrounded by their team. So if you can wake up in the morning knowing 
you know, what you want to accomplish, when you want to accomplish it, what the incremental steps are, and you're surrounded by the right people, then you are going to wake up excited, wanting to go get things done, because you know whatever you're doing that day is going to bring you closer to your goals and dreams. So you always have that passion, that fire uh, in your stomach. And so during that phase, we established that, but we're also going to obviously <clears throat> continue to work on that control that focus productivity we're going to develop power routines we almost want to script people's life because the more control we have the more clear we are the more clarity we have and the more clarity we have the less stress we have suddenly there is no anxiety there is no depression there is no fear. There's no worry because we're in control. We know what tomorrow brings. We know what next week brings. We know what next year brings. We're in total control. And then step number three is what we call biohacking, which is upgrading your body, your health, and your mind, um, basically. Because no matter what you do, whether you're a performance, an artist, a businessman, um, you know, a worker, a small business owner, it doesn't matter. When we're in better health, we're going to perform better, right? Nobody's going to argue that. And then the mind, the mind is what many times is overlooked. We need to really start working on the power of the mind because it defines our success, our belief systems. We got to identify false core beliefs and eliminate those. And we got to really work on that belief because once we got the goals and the dreams, we need to make sure that this person, you know, 100% believes that we are going to reach those dreams and goals. Because if there's any doubt, then the universe has two options, failure or success. When there's no doubt, the universe only has one option, a big win. So we work with we work on visualization, which usually is part of our power routines. We work on manifestation. We work on eliminating false core beliefs. And we're working on getting in the zone on demand, meaning... You know, we can turn this little knob here. If we want to get things done today, we're going to get in the zone and we know how to, or we teach people how to balance our five intelligence hormones and optimize those because that's the only way we're going to be in the zone producing, getting a project done in one hour versus three hours and being distracted in those types of things. So we can even free more time for the things we like to do, which is spending time with our family and those types of things. So that's kind of in short, uh, Matt, the three steps of the ISOLT method. And we help people mastering that method so they can reach their dreams, their goals, but also upgrade their mind and their body simultaneously. Wow, Dr. Mike. Well, that was amazing uh, and, a, and a mouthful. I learned a lot there. And as I'm going through your book here, I notice it is 500 pages of information where you go into great detail about all of these different topics. And I think it's so important because it's, it's holistic. It's not really leaving ever, anything out as far as I can see in the book. It's so important. Um, and what I'd love for you to touch on is kind of bring us through a little bit because it's the idea of like getting clear. So how do we first get a little bit clear on like where we want to go? That can be the biggest hurdle for most people because they've never considered it. They never asked themselves the big questions. What would I do if I couldn't fail? What is my life purpose? What am I here to do? And so helping us get a little bit clear and then organization, planning and goal setting, right? It's like, well, I don't have the time. So maybe we can move into that a little bit. And then I'd love to go deeper into the IZOP method because there, there's so much to cover here um, in this podcast. I know we're not going to be able to get to everything. And I, I definitely recommend people check out your website and the book because it looks 
very um, all inclusive for lack of a better phrase, but I'd love for you to just start there on, you know, how do you help people at first get a little bit clear and then move us into some of the optimization strategies for clearing up time and then making those goals. So they, they start to believe it's tangible once they get clear and inspired that's one thing, but then it can feel so far away. But then once you're clear and inspired and you've cleaned up your um, life a little bit to make space for this dream and you start adding you know, a few weeks and a month, then you start to get momentum and that can be very powerful. Yeah, and it's a good question because the first part is important, right? I mean, the people I work with need to be on board, they need to be excited, but they also need to understand that it's realistic. And that's when we immediately start working on a belief system, right? So yes, we got to identify that purpose. And once the, once we identify that, obviously they're excited because that's what they always are me meant to be doing. That's why they're here. And we need to unleash that superpower. Most of us don't know what, this, what their superpower is and others are kind of tapping into it and they know they're meant to do something, but they're not unleashing it, right? And so there's a few aspects to it. Number one, yes, we need to identify it. So I, I talk I talk to them about things like, for example, I would ask them, and for some people, this is this is uh, this is the solution, and for other people, no, it's not it anymore. But I would ask them, what were the superpowers that you wanted when you were a kid? What were the dreams uh, about, or who did you want to be in your dreams? And so, when we were a kid, uh, we uh, we had no doubt in our mind that we could be that person until somebody, most likely our parents, told us, "Oh, that's impossible." And so then, most of us settle for ordinary, right? But, you know, for some people, I ask them what their, what their dreams were. And I said, oh, I always wanted to be a pilot. And then I go, you know, what about now? Is that still something that you're excited about? And I see their eyes lining up. So sometimes it's still the same. And many times it's not, right? But we are pushed in a certain direction. And it doesn't mean that, you know, if they push you to be a, a doctor, you may be a great doctor and, and all your, you know, background and all your certificates and licenses, you may be great at it, but it doesn't mean that's your purpose in life, right? Because there's other things you had to put aside. So we kind of identify that. And we have several exercises that we do uh, to make sure, because it's, it's the base, it sets the stage. So we got to make sure here that we are correct. So we do several exercises uh, with them to do that. Then obviously the objections are going to come, right? Like I said earlier, like, oh, I don't have any time for it. So we start freeing up time to work on it. Uh, and, and you would be amazed on how many people are wasting so much time during the day, uh, even if it's watching Netflix or even if it's being too long on social media or, you know, or just sitting in the couch because they're tired, right? Because they're not in great health and they're tired when they come back from work. Uh, so we easily can free up time to work on this. Uh, number one, number two, um, we need to really, I, there, there's kind of two, two, two opposites. Number one is I tell people, if your dreams are not scary, they're not big enough, right? So, so it's scary and it's overwhelming because we always think that we can do it even though other people have done it, right? Uh, winning a gold medal, breaking a world record, uh, having a, a million-dollar business, uh, whatever, writing a number one hit song, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, right? So we th we automatically think our belief system says, yes, they could that, but that's not me, right? So so if your dream's not scary, then it's not big enough, number one. But then on the other hand, we got to say, look, you know, 
it's supposed to be overwhelming, but that's our end goal. In three years from now, we'll, we'll swim a world record, or we do this, or we have a million-dollar business. But we're going to set those incremental steps daily, weekly, monthly, taking very, very little steps, and you would be amazed how quickly they accumulate. And within three months, we already are at a point where you thought you never would be, even though our end goal, our dream is supposed to be realized next year. So we're going to just take it step by step so they don't feel overwhelmed. And so, yes, we got to identify those steps. And then the third thing I talk about, uh, Matt, is the comfort zone. And that's probably one of the major reasons why people don't take a step or don't you know, try to reach their goals and dreams. It's the comfort zone because our brain says, our brain tries to protect us from failure, but also from fear. So that's why we're in our comfort zone. So the first thing I do is I educate people on what the comfort zone is and what happens when you get out of it. When you get out of the comfort zone, yes, you get into the fear zone. From the fear zone, you then evolve to the learning zone, learning new skills, and then you enter in the growth zone. And then after a while, that growth zone becomes what? Another comfort zone. And then we got to get out of that comfort zone yet again. So it's about education and letting them know what's coming. So it's not a surprise and it's not as fearful. And also letting them know why, that even if you wanted to, why most people don't. Because their family, their friends, their colleagues, their loved ones, when they come up with that idea or they say, I'm going to do this, everybody around them immediately says, Oh, that's not a good idea. Oh, you're not going to make it. And the reason they say that <coughs> is not because they not necessarily want to support you in your dreams and goals, but you are part of their comfort zone and they don't want you to leave their comfort zone. And so once you start realizing those things and you know what's going to happen if you leave your comfort zone and you have a good coach or a mentor like myself or many others, then you're prepared and you have you know, somebody to guide you that makes you accountable and that prepares you for the pitfalls and prepares you for what's going to happen next. Oh, your wife not going to like this idea, but, and this is what she's going to say, or your family or your colleagues are going to say like, you're crazy. You can't give up your job or do this or become a pilot, right? So it's all about education, preparation, avoiding the pitfalls, and then guiding those people through that comfort zone into the next growth zone. And then they suddenly are surrounded by people of that next level, people that already realize those goals and dreams. And then things get very, very excited, right? Well, I, I love all that. I'm curious if you can just quickly go over one of the tools to help people who have no idea what they're going to do to find their uh, passion sure. and purpose. Just one. And then I'd love to dive into a little bit of your view on the mindfulness manifestation and abundance and the power of the mind and some of the things that you've seen to help us just be inspired about what's possible when we really tune into that power and how to use it. Yes. So purpose. Um you know, for those who are listening, I can do the exercise right now because it doesn't take long. So usually my exercise, it's in my book too. It's three parts, but it's very simple. First, I ask people, take a pen and paper, give you five minutes and write down three to five topics. Um, what if you would, if you would be selected to do a TEDx talk and most people know what a TEDx talk is, millions of people will watch it, right? Um, what would your topics be? And write down three to five topics that you would want to talk about it on a TEDx talk. And I'll give them a few minutes. 
so for the people who are listening, just pause and write them down, right? Um, once you write those down, step number two of the exercise, I tell them, close your eyes, all right? And now imagine that you're on top of a mountain and you're looking around, it's beautiful scenery, scenery it's quiet, it's like an amazing view and you're just enjoying that view. And now suddenly you notice that a few people are walking walking up to the base of the mountain and they're sitting down. <clears throat> and a minute later, 8 billion people are sitting at the base of the mountain and they're all looking up at you. And now you have only 10 minutes to deliver those 8 billion people one message. What would that message be? And I just let people think about that for a little bit and I write it down. Um, so if you need to think about it, pause this video and then you know, play it again when you're done. And then the third step, uh, Matt, is I say, okay, now does, does that uh, message on top of the mountain match any of your topics uh, for the TEDx talk? And sometimes it does, but often it doesn't. And here's why. Um, so if you didn't do the exercise yet, don't listen to this, okay? Just do your exercise first, then listen to this. But here's why it usually doesn't match, because those TEDx talks are based on what? On your experience, on what you're good at, on your credentials, on your job. And many times they, have, they also have to do with what, how can I make money if all these people hear my message? What can I sell, right? So those are your more brain-related, based on your experience topics versus the mountaintop. It's more a topic, it's more a worldwide message, right? Because there's 8 billion people. It's something that comes from the heart, and most people are scared of that because whatever comes from the heart, they may have enough credentials in. They may have no idea on how to do that. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It's what is your purpose? What is your passion? The rest falls in place afterwards with the plan, the strategy, the team, etc. So, so then basically, you know, when we figure that out, uh, if that that message on top of the mountain creates passion and fire in your stomach, then well. We need to really uh, look at it a little bit closer because this may be your purpose in life. So that's one of the exercises. Oh, wow. Well, I love that. That was a, a new one that I haven't heard. So I, I love uh, the idea of the mountaintop and the message and integrating that into you know the message from the heart. And when I work with people on finding their life purpose, I use one where I just put them into a relaxed state and, you know, get them to answer from the heart because the head it's thinking about survival. It's thinking about how much money I can make. It's thinking about the practical, but the heart yes. and your innate nature is who you really are. Um, and so it takes a leap of faith. So I just love, I love your answer. And I love that, um, that, um, uh, exercise that they can use. So I'd love for you to chat a little bit about um, the power of the mind. Like what have you found when, you know, in your research, where people can be inspired by how powerful we really are and also some tools for integrating that because mindfulness is becoming more popular. You know, I've trained with Shaolin monks and kind of seen some of that stuff out there. People are familiar with, you know, the Shaolin monks doing these incredible things and, you know, the brain scans going nuts, but I'd be curious what you've come across in your research and what are some uh, helpful tools we could use. Yeah. So being in sports and in swimming, obviously, and physical education and physical therapy, was all, I was always focused on the body, right? Until I was at the top level of sports and I saw people or athletes meditating and they were listening, not just necessarily to music, but they were getting kind of prepared and getting into the zone, eliminating distractions. And everybody's got their own power routine. And then you look on TV, but if you, if you notice... 
top athletes always have a certain routine and it's their routine that works for them to get into the zone, right? So obviously I got intrigued and more interested in it. And then at one point, somebody told me, okay, and this is one to two decades ago, by the way, you need to start meditating, right? Because that's how you can get to higher levels. That's how you can tap into brainwaves. And I said, okay, so I went to some classes and I tried it myself. But I, at that time, I was unable to clear my mind and I didn't see any benefit. And when people don't see any benefit after putting in some time and effort, you're going to give up, right? Um, luckily, today, we have so many tools and strategies and technologies to facilitate that. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I also have witnessed the power of the mind, especially when we talk about Jordi Spenza and people healing themselves from cancer and Parkinson's just through the mind. It's been proven scientifically. Uh, we've seen it. I also met people in my personal life um, that, you know, a 70-year-old has the world record of doing 19 one-handed push-ups. Uh, pull-ups, I can I can't do one and I'm a top athlete, right? And you know, it's it's not because he's strong, but he's explaining to me in person that you know his mind transcends this body and he, he's weightless. And so he could do as many as he wanted to. And those are real people and real testimonials. And so I said, okay, I really need to get back to this and look further into it. And that's what I've been doing the last several years. Uh, but I think today it's easier than a few decades ago because, again, we have these technologies. We have we have breath masters and breath work. We have visualization. We have technologies like brain tap uh, that and binaural beats and all those types of things where, where even in one session you could experience at least some type of a result where you say like, oh, my God, I did breath work for the first time and I was so focused on my breath that I cleared my mind and I kind of felt I was floating for a few seconds, right? And so that new experience motivates people to do more of that type of work. And I think that's kind of the advantage today with the breath work, you know, the, the, the tools and technologies and strategies uh, that are out there to experience that much quicker and therefore be, you know, motivated to continue. But, you know, we really need to talk about belief systems, eliminating those false core beliefs like I can't do it. And it's like, why do you think you can't do it? Because I failed in the past. Well, so we have to have that conversation and then uh, teach them different techniques on how to eliminate those. Also techniques and skills to control your emotions and feelings, how to control anger, frustration, uh, fear, and those types of things. There are skills and techniques that you can learn to, again, get in control of those because in most people that don't have those skills, emotions control them, right? Um, so we need to get the skills for us to get in control of our emotions. And then the real good part is we need to practice visualization and manifestation, right? And that's your belief system that's manifesting. And most people think manifesting, they think about these videos from The Secret and not that they're bad, but there's a lot more to just putting a doubt out there in the universe. There's a lot more to it. We actually got to put a doubt out there that, for example, we'll be a millionaire in our own personal business, uh, for example, helping people next year. And we can put that thought out there, but we also, we got to actually feel that we are already there and we got to have that feeling, not just the thought, we have the feeling. And again, no doubt in our mind. So there's a little bit of work on belief systems, visualization, 
And visualization is not just the thought out there, but it's the it's the smell, it's it's all the five senses that have to be involved in order for us to really have a good visualization. And then that may be become, become part of a daily power routine where in the morning or at night, it fits in a power routine where you visualize just for 30 seconds, a minute, maybe three minutes, that same dream and goal. So that's visualization, manifestation. So I believe uh, today we are equipped with the right tools, strategies, masters in each of those fields that we can quickly learn some of those techniques to really upgrade our minds because again, I believe that the mind not only controls the body and our health, but certainly creates our destiny. It's our blueprint. And so, you know, for example, a belief, a belief is basically a thought that we keep on thinking, but knowing that we can change that thought at any time, right? So let's start, start changing those negative thoughts and our past, because most of us are pulled forward by our past instead of being pulled forward by our future and by the dreams and the goals that we just set. Uh, and so those are all the kind of little things that we work on. And um, what I try to do is with my mentees is, is get them to feel something positive very quickly. So now I have them on the hook and they want to learn more and they want to go on a retreat or they want to do a course or, you know, I, I'm not a know-it-all either. I'm not an expert in all those fields and I don't sell any products or technologies. What I know as an expert in biohacking, I know what's out there. I know the technologies. I know the best breath workers. I know the best people. And so based on what you need and what you want, I'll put you in contact with those people that are in my inner circle. And of course, there's always YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love all that. And I'd be curious your thoughts on imposter syndrome and people like who who like, have a lack of self-worth, I think is very common, or they have this idea, we give them the idea and they're like, wow, that sounds amazing, but I don't believe I can do it. Or um, I don't, you know, there's some sort of limiting belief that they have. And I think the biggest one is self-worth. And I'm just curious if you've uh, helped people with that and imposter syndrome, I believe are two pretty common ones. Yes. And and I kind of all class them in that same thing, right? I basically say, well, we can talk about it, but it's usually based on past experiences and failures, Right. But most successful people, and it could be athletes or billionaires, you know, the reason why they're at such heights, it's because they were at such lows. And so then we can give them a few examples and say, okay, so you've been at those lows. The difference between you and a successful person is it's like you automatically assume that when you try something, you're going to fail. All right. And yes, you may fail, but those are learning steps. Those are the obstacles that you need to take to get to those highs. So it's the way you look at things, right? But what we're going to do, unlike in the past, we're going to make a plan and a strategy, and we're going to take those steps, and we're going to learn how to avoid those pitfalls, and we're going to figure out why you failed, and we're going to surround ourselves. You're not going to do this by yourself, because in the past, I'm pretty sure 99% of people did it by themselves. But you know, they failed because they didn't have the other experts with them, the people that are strong where you are weak. Like, you know, for example, I run many small businesses and I'm one of those risk takers and I would spend the last few dollars on marketing. Uh, but <clears throat> the last few times I had a business, I actually had a CFO and I would say, hey, guys, let's uh, let's do this. And they would say, oh, no, Mike, you know, we got only so much in savings and so much percent goes easier and there. It's like, so it's this counterbalance that you need to create to be successful. And so based on what you want to achieve, 
need to really see who you need to surround with. And so what I do is I really, you know, paint a big contrast with their past and the reason why they think they're always going to fail versus we're going to do it differently. And I don't want you to look at the past. I want you to be put forward by your future. And this is how we're going to do it because most likely they didn't have a plan. They just tried something. And so we can dive into, if necessary, why they failed, identify those things, and then say, okay, that's the lesson. You know, because it's always been my motto, okay? It's like I lost this much money or somebody stole from me or a business partner tries to sue me and I'm going like, what happened, right? And instead of being upset, I, I am upset. I just usually take a few days at what did I learn? I didn't lose. What did I learn? I'm going to take this lesson and take it to the next venture. And usually within a week, there I am <laughs> investing in a new business or starting something new with that extra lesson. That doesn't mean I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, succeed, but I, I'm just a little bit stronger here. And um, if it's something that I need help with, then I'm going to surround with a person that knows exactly how to handle you know, that situation, whether that's a financial thing or SPR or marketing, whatever it may be. Yeah, those are really great uh, tools because your perspective around failure is one of the main things that's going to allow you to be successful or to stop in failure. First is clarity, whether like it, this is the beginning of it, because if your goal or what you're reaching isn't inspiring enough, that first hurdle, you're just going to stop right there because it's not really aligned. But if it's really truly who you are and, and what you're most excited about, what you're passionate about, it doesn't matter what thing comes up, you're going to get there. And if you look at anybody who's been successful, they'll tell you about all the incredible failures they had, but they just never get give up. They just keep going. So it's, it's a very important lesson for each person to understand, but also understand the idea of getting clarity, you know, knowing that you're inspired in the direction that you want to go, is going to give you the, the inspiration to move forward. That's why foundation with purpose and taking control of your life is, is so important. You can't just start, you know, biohacking or upgrading without that foundation, you got to go in the right direction with what you're doing. Right. So, yeah, a hundred percent. And what I'd love for you to touch on is uh, you, you have a method for coming up with an action plan. And I'd be curious if you can kind of dive into that. How do we optimize our goal setting and our life when we have all these different distractions, when you're helping somebody create a plan, what's the method that you use? Well, again, it, it's individual, but it's it's usually, you know, we all have this chaotic life. So we need to get structure. We need to start script that life. And so um, it's about a calendar. You know, in my book, I teach people, you know, you need to be in control of your calendar. Your calendar needs to be clean. You know, uh, it can be a chaos. So we teach people on how to manage their calendar uh, because we get bombarded with all these messages. And the only thing, the things that are in your calendar are the things that only things that contribute to your goals and dreams and everything else shouldn't be in there. A calendar is not a to-do list. You know, we need to sort all that out. And so when you organize people's life, again, everybody's life is this, but let's say this is a business person. We need to start looking at virtual, uh, um, you know, artificial intelligence, virtual assistance, virtual intelligence. We need to start streamlining things. Um, you know, many times, you know, people do so many meetings and I say, okay, you got a meeting scheduled from 1 to 2 p.m. 
why can't you guys make a decision in 15 minutes? What, what are you going to talk about for an hour? If you're going to make a decision about ABC, can't you do it in 15 minutes? So I tell people from now on, you only schedule 15-minute meetings um, and you can make exceptions, but you're going to save 45 minutes. There's no reason we have our meetings, right? And so I really got them through their agenda, their calendar. Uh, and what are you doing then? And, uh, you know, does that, I say, okay, you're doing this project uh, because a friend asked you to help you with the project. Does that project fit your dreams and goals? Oh, not really, but it's a friend of mine. Okay, in the future, you're not going to say uh, yes to everybody that needs your help. You got to ask yourself, how does this fit my goals and dreams? And sometimes you need to decline, just like entrepreneurs, you know, they start, they have to start firing people and uh, they don't think about it. But I always says, you know, so who's, who's not contributing? Who doesn't have the same values? Who does have this, this, the same morals? Who is there just to get a paycheck? Let's identify, you know, almost like, uh, like our trader CEO, right, who fired 80% of the people because they were useless, right? So, so sometimes they really need that, that outsider coach or mentor to, to, to look from the outside and say, look, this is, this is chaos. Uh, what are these people doing in their life? Why are you working on this project if this is your dream? So we, we, we help them create that clear path and get rid of all the distractions and you would be amazed on how easily we can free up 10, up to 20 hours per week and be more effective uh, and produce more, right? Because that's the 80-20 rule, uh, which basically means that during 20% of the time, people accomplish 80% of what they need to accomplish, right? So when we can figure that out, we're not only going to be more effective, but we free up a lot of time, which can go to your dreams or could go to spending finally more time with your family, being able to go visit your, your parents that live in another state, whatever it may be. So that's one of my first goals is to free up time and really create that clear path for them because they can't see it because they're in the middle of it. And many times they are controlled by, you know, they, they don't like to say no or they are doing things for other people, which is fine. Uh, but it just kind of depends. We're going to create that clear path, um, you know, for them, basically. A lot of people, like I said, the ADHD people that I talked to for medical marijuana, a lot of them can't focus. The average attention span uh, of people today is six seconds. So we lost most of our viewers, Matthew, uh, six <laughs> seconds because of the distractions and the dopamine overload, right? Uh, so most of us are in a dopamine overload, which means is there's too much dopamine compared to the other four intelligence hormones, which puts us in the brain fog. We can't focus. We can't pay attention. We procrastinate. We do fidgeting. We're easily distracted. And so we easily can help people with that. We need to first educate them and tell them the reason you can't focus and can't get things done because you're in a dopamine overload. So we need to upgrade your diet because the dopamine comes from sugary drinks, sugary fruits, energy drinks, coffee, and at the same time, social media. Because social media gives us this squirt of dopamine, which is the reward hormone, which makes us feel good. It's the happy hormone. Because when somebody likes our Instagram or puts a comment on our Facebook, we, we get the dopamine squirt. So we seek more of it. So social media is in control of us. So we're going to say, okay, we're going to, you know, do we need social media to uh, reach your goals and dreams? And many times there's a certain part of it. Of course, it's the marketing, it's the PR, it's whatever it may be. So, but we need to get in control of the social media versus the other way around. We need to be able to get into the zone, which is balancing those five intelligence hormones, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, 
uh, acetylcholine and serotonin, and we need to optimize those. And that's that's all all that's the things we teach to get into the zone. Because when you're into the zone, you're not distracted and you get the job done. So the book is full of tips and strategies for people at no cost. It's just it's just how you organize your environment, your workspace, uh, in order to not be distracted. Right. Uh, first of all. I mean, it's it's it sounds simple, but he's doing it. We're used to now work on the kitchen table or in front of the TV, or and and there's all these distractions, other people, and 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 TV and music and all that stuff. So we need to we need to designate a workspace, whether it's an office at work or at home. And when we're going to do something, we got to let other people know not to disturb us, and we got to integrate techniques such as. An example, one of the many techniques, the Pomodoro technique, and we got that that nice phone. We got to put it off because that phone we can use when we need something from somebody else. But when I'm working on a project, you need to put that phone off because you don't want to be interrupted by somebody that needs you for their project. Right. Uh, That would be a waste of your time. So we need to, again, reverse the tables and get in total control of our day, our agenda, our calendar. And that's what's going to create all that clarity and free up a lot of valuable time, which turns into far less stress, anxiety, worry, fear, depression, et cetera. Wow. Well, I love that. And I think with the schedule and what happens with most people, and I've seen it in my own life, is is just getting clear on who you are, what is truly most important to you? What do you truly want to do? Um, And then make sure that's in your calendar. And you'll notice how much fluff space or wasted space is there because you're not really putting that effort in to get very clear. So what happens is life just kind of takes you for a ride, right? Your jobs, your habits, your distractions, all these different things. Um, So that's the the key is really getting clear. And then you can make sure it's in your calendar. And then if it's not the highest priority, you can exit off the list. And it's not that you don't you know, want to help that friend or you don't want to go do that thing. You're just looking. It's like, oh, well, my priority, just like you have a nine to five job is to provide for your family. You must go to that job. You don't, you don't, you do it so you can provide for your family because that's your priority. Well, then you can do that with everything else. Where's your health on a priority? Being a father, being a friend, being, uh, you know, working towards your passion, making an impact in your community. Maybe you just coach a little league team who, who knows what you do, but what you're doing is you're looking at your calendar and then you can review your week and say, you know what, am I aligned with what my highest priorities, who I want to be, who I want to become. And then, like you said at the beginning, it's like when you align with that, then the stresses, the anxieties, the depressions naturally fall away because you're doing what's necessary. So uh, it's- You're in control. You're in control. Yeah. And that's so key as well, because with the world that we live in, we're easily distracted. There's something bombarding us all the time. So it's very easy to get caught in that. And you would understand this more than I would, but the, what happens in the, in the, in the brain is all these dopamine and and all these chemicals that happen where we get addicted to that. So all of a sudden where we're kind of centered, we get a little bit of dopamine and like the distractions of the social media, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden two or three weeks go by and you're like, you're just kind of reaching like, why am I doing this? You know, the pornography is a big problem for a lot of guys. Social media is a huge problem. If you look at how much time you're actually spending watching too much television, uh, there are uh, too much sugar, the diet, there's so many ways for us to escape. And when we can just take, take a step back, really analyze, and then look at our calendar. And then you don't have to be like, 
peak performance, you know, perfect for the week. I, I interviewed uh, Stephen Kotler step recently. In a, little changes at the time. Yeah. Little change at the time. Yeah. And so I interviewed Stephen Kotler and he talked about in his uh, new book, like his daily schedule. And it was ridiculously efficient. And the first, it was the second time I interviewed him. And that's what I really noticed was his schedule was incredible. And I was like, you know what? Mine's not even close to that effective. And you know what? I can be inspired about a goal saying, you know what? Make sure I'm doing the most important thing first, improving where I can. And then over time, three months, six months, a year, then I can be much more focused and making sure that I'm doing what I want to do. So all of those are, are such important techniques. Uh, do you want to comment on that or do you want me to fire a question your way? Uh, no, I mean, uh, no, you're 100% right. So it's about taking that control and there's many, many strategies to do that. It's not like, Again, if you tell somebody you got to fix your calendar and your agenda, it's overwhelming. They don't know where to start. So it's, it's, there's different steps to accomplish that. There's brain dumps and then there's, you know, different, there's to-do lists. And then what, what goes from the to-do list into your agenda? What is not? So there's all these methods and strategies that we walk you through. So you finally get to those, like you said, the clear uh, calendar. And, and many times that calendar is, there's power routines during your day, something that works for you in the morning, something that works in the evening. I got a biohacking power routine too. And so a lot of that calendar is already taking up with blocks of power routines that work for you, right? So in my book, I give you examples of my power routine, which could be a template to build yours, but my power routine will not work for you, right? It's, it's sometimes figuring out you know, how do you get into zone? How, what works for you in the morning? Uh, what works for you in the evening to wind down and get to in a deep delta sleep so you can get up early and, and, and get your morning routine going, right? So so uh, many times it's good to be guided. Uh, the book is a great resource. Of course, a lot of people do need that coach or mentor, not only to, to show them the pitfalls and, and uh you know, increase the effectiveness and reduce the time it takes to get where you want to take, but also accountability. I think that's the, the most important part. I make my mentee every week, I make them accountable. I tell them by next week, this and this needs to be done. And so it's like a coach, like you said, you show up even if you don't want to show up and I make them accountable. So we take those steps on a daily and weekly basis. Well, I, I love all that. And I'm curious if you can briefly describe what a power routine is and maybe give your template so people can uh, consider how they make their own because you've referenced it a few times and I'm curious myself. Yeah, it's we've, we've all those things trying like, let's say, you know, we talked about focus a little bit, right? So let's say, you know, you have a hard time focusing. Um, so we're going to try a few things. Uh, we're going to assign an area. We're going to uh, we're gonna try the Pomodoro technique. It may work for you. It may not work for you. Maybe uh, some uh, natural nootropics will help you focus and not being distracted. And so once we find out what works for you for a certain thing, that becomes a power routine. Uh, just, just like certain athletes will listen to always the same song and wear the same jacket. And, and do the same motions in the warm-up or the same things because when they do that, they get into the zone and they get a great game. If they veer away from that, it's not as effective, you know? And so that's what I mean with a power routine. It's something that you can rely on that will work each and every time. So as an example, um, you know, uh, my my let's say evening routine, right? Uh, so I want to be in bed by 10 o'clock. So I, I know that I need to start winding down at 9 p.m. 
So that means it's after 9 p.m. I don't want to do any business anymore. I'm getting tired. I probably would make the wrong decisions. Phone goes off. Uh, social media goes off. And it's time to wind down. So first thing, I'll drink more hydrogen water because I'll wait another hour. I'll end up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, right? So it's it's, it's something that I know. Uh, so I drink my hydrogen water. Uh, then I brush my teeth, teeth, take a shower, and then actually go to bed. Then, then I'm in bed early. Uh, no distractions. Then usually I have like 20, 30 minutes where I want to do something else that work, whether that's watching part of a YouTube uh, thing uh, or, or part of a documentary or something that I want to watch, uh, not necessarily to do with work, or I want to talk to my partner uh, about the day or whatever it is. I just want to wind down, no work. Then after that, I do uh, three minutes of visualization. And what I visualize is the next 24 hours in three minutes because I have my calendar. I know what tomorrow brings. And during the visualization, I'm going to make all the right choices. I already know what decision I'm I going to make in this meeting. I know what I'm going to uh, have for lunch. It's going to be a good choice. And so I walk through the day, 24 hours, make the right choices in three minutes. What that does is when I go to sleep, I'm not worrying about this tomorrow or that tomorrow or this tomorrow because I already made those decisions in three minutes, right? So that's visualization. And then usually I end up putting my brain tap on. I don't know if you know what brain tap, brain tap is. Uh, it's basically a headphone. It has red and blue light growing through my ears and through my eyes in my brain. And based on what I play um, from my device, uh, usually at night, of course, it's I'm trying to get get into that deep delta stage. And it's usually anywhere from 15 to 22 minutes. And then so now I'm actually into that delta wave, which sets me up for a very deep sleep. And that's my evening routine. And I have a similar routine for the morning that works for me. And then I have a biohacking routine. So I work with people to really, you know, put a few routines in place that work for them at night to wind down and get a deep sleep because it's important, of course. And then in morning to, you know, to, to get that energy and to, to get, you know, a productive work uh, set up properly with the right mindset, you know, the right energy and those types of things. Well, so those are, yeah, th those are really helpful. Um, I'd love to ask you, do you have a little bit more time? I know we said an hour, but I'd love to ask a few more questions if that's all right. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to just fire the mafia. The first, I'd love for you to describe the Pomodoro technique for those who don't know what it is. I Googled it when you're chatting because I wasn't sure. Um, and then the second thing, a little bit about a morning routine and specifically for, you know, what do you think are key ingredients for a good morning routine? And one that I struggle with specifically is I wake up like a log. I, I am, so, I'm, it's like a weight vest is over me. So it takes me a while for my body to like turn on to be alert. And I'd just be curious, um, your suggestions on that. Yeah. So the Pomodoro technique basically, again, may work for some people, not for others, but what it basically says is you go to your designated work area and you put on a timer for 20 minutes or 25 minutes. You just pick say 20 minutes. Uh, again, your phone is off. There's no distractions and you're going to focus 20 minutes in 20 minutes. The timer goes off, even though you may be in the zone, you will stop. And now you have five minutes to walk away and do some, something, excuse me, something totally different. 
By the time we're done, four minutes, 59 seconds, not 501. After five minutes, you go back. And so you can repeat that cycle four or five times. And so many people get accomplished a lot in those four or five cycles versus not having a, again, a game plan. That's basically what the Pomodoro technique is. It's a game plan that works for certain people. It may not work for other people, but that's the Pomodoro technique. Uh, when it comes to the morning routine, again, um, some people are evening people, others are morning people, right? So I think, again, uh, a power routine is something that works for you, right? Um, I'm usually a morning person. If I get up early in the morning, my, I can get a lot more uh, work done. Even as a kid, uh, when I used to swim, you know, usually I swim in the evening and I was too tired after dinner to do my homework or to study for the test. So I would get up early in the morning and I could put so much more in my brain, you know, in a specific time frame in the morning than versus the evening. It would take me an hour to memorize something in the morning, 10 minutes, and I got it, right? which was just before school. So it was easy to do the test because it was fresh in my mind too. So again, it depends what works for you. But my morning routine now is, uh, you know, uh, I get up, obviously. Um, I drink hydrogen water. And then usually I do some form of movement. Uh, sometimes I go swimming. Uh, sometimes I just do uh, go out on, on my deck and do some uh, movement, whether it's some Tai Chi or whether it's breath work. I do some form of movement or exercise, usually 20 minutes, um, or maybe even the peloton, which I have, right? So I do some kind of a movement. Then after that, I do a brain dump, which usually takes about five minutes. Whatever's going to my mind, I dump it on a piece of paper. I'm not going to go in details on how you do a brain dump. It's in my book. You can look it up. But I do a brain dump. And from that brain dump, there's many things I have to put into my calendar. Like, oh, I need to, you know, get the car serviced, something that needs to be done. Um, so whether you have a secretary or, you know, a wife or a husband, or whether it's something that you're responsible for, you, you do a brain dump and certain things translate to the calendars, others don't. But now your mind's clear, ready to go today. You visualize the night before. Now there's the brain dump. After the brain dump, I take all my supplements and then I go take a shower. And the last few minutes of my shower are what we call the uh, cryotherapy or the cold bath, Right. I actually used to have a freezer, but it was leaking. So right now I don't have a freezer. So I'm just using the shower to go as cold as possible and do my cold uh, therapy the last three minutes of my shower. And then I'm on my way because I don't have breakfast. Breakfast is the least important meal, always has been. Uh, that's another discussion, but I don't have breakfast and I'm on my way out of the door to do the things that are on my agenda that I have to do. So that's my morning power routine. I love that. I, I appreciate that. And I think it's helpful for people just to hear the different elements so that they can make it their own. And then, you know, weave in these different things, the brain dump and having a very clear schedule is very important for an entrepreneur. And also again, to be aligned with what it is that you want. So maybe it's just improving your relationships. Maybe it's being a better uh, father or, um, you know, whatever the case is, but you know, that clarity the night before. And when you visualize it the night before as well, 
you know if it's in alignment because you as you visualize something, you're going to say, oh, well, you know what? That's not as inspiring or as aligned as I thought. So then you can adjust it for the day to come or the following week. So again, very simple, but very important practices. Uh, this has been a phenomenal episode. I could talk to you all day. I, we just scratched the surface. Like I said, I, I looked up your book and it's over 500 pages of, of what I can only assume is amazing information. Is there anything that you wish that we had talked about or that you want to leave the listeners with before we close the show? Uh, no, I just for the listeners, I would say, you know, if, if you've been listening to this, uh, just reevaluate, just stop and take a little bit of time, look in a mirror and be honest to yourself. And are you living your dream? Are you living your passion? If not, start doing something about it. You don't have to drop your life. You don't have to drop your job, but free up some valuable time. You know better than anybody where you're wasting your time. Just put that one hour aside and start working on it. Listen to podcasts like this. Maybe reach out to a coach like myself, get some guidance and start working on it. You will be much happier for it. You, you, because it's your passion. It's, it's your superpower. And Matt, today in our world, we need everybody's superpower, don't we? A hundred percent. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for what you shared. Where can people find you, find the book and, and more if they want to dive in? Yeah, uh, two websites. My website is biohackingunlimited.com. My books are there. Uh, podcasts are there. Uh, if you want a free PDF of the book right now, if you, if you subscribe to our email, you just put your name in, you get a weekly email, but you get a free book in a PDF also uh, right now. Uh, my mentorship programs, if you look them over, there's an ISOP method page. You can review the information. Everything that you need is on my website, biohackingunlimited.com. And then the sponsor, uh, the, the people that sponsor me to do this podcast is Clarigen Z. Uh, they have a nootropic, which is something that helps you focus and be productive uh, for athletes, but also for people that have difficulty focusing or have ADHD, whatever you call it. And so this is safe as no side effects such as Adderall. That's why we promote this because it's a natural safe alternative to drugs like Wellbutrin, Adderall, Ritalin, and things like that. And so you can get a free sample to try it at trysmartpill.com. Trysmartpill.com. You can try a free sample to see if it helps you uh, with focus. So those are the two websites I like to share. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Mike. I appreciate your time and uh, thanks for the work you're doing. Thanks, Matt. I'd like to thank you too, because we maybe have a message, but it's people like yourself that take their time to spread that message. So this is a teamwork. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on the show and thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you in the next one. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely amazing Dr. Mike Van Thielen. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you got practical tips for improving your life that you can apply today. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a nice review in iTunes, share the episode, or even consider becoming a member at mattbelair.com where you're going to get access to exclusive training from myself and past guests and also the Soul Compass course. And for those of you guys who are interested or curious about working with me, I do free consultations and you go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, or just fit, hit me up an email, matt at zenathlete.com. I would love to hear from you. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close this show. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath 
and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, empowerment, courage, faith, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.